This podcast represents the opinions of Whiskey Wheels Wounds and guests to the show. The content here is for informational use only and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult your healthcare professional for medical questions. Views and opinions expressed are our own or guests and do not represent any organization we are a member of. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statement or opinion made. This podcast contains explicit language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Whiskey Wheels and Wounds. I'm Sean Neighbor, nine-year United States Air Force vet. And I am Steve Vickers, 22-year U.S. Army veteran. I'm good. I'm good. Let's ride. Okay, boys, time for the show. So uh, today we are having a second go round of this episode. We tried once before when we were heading to the cruise and uh, technical issues did not allow it to be used. So um, it's, it's a very special episode for Steve and I. Um, we have uh, Brandy, my wife, and Chrissy, Steve's wife on. Uh, we're going to talk about their experiences um, being married to us. And the challenges they face every day dealing with us and our challenges. So, uh, Brandy, Chrissy, welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. So, the ripple effect, uh, as we call this episode, the ripple effect is the effect that um, our ailments that we battle um, on a daily basis, how it uh, affects our family, um, immediate family and um, extended family. PTSD can make somebody hard to live with. Living with someone who is easily startled, has nightmares, or often avoids social situations can take a toll on most of the caring family, right? So um, early research on PTSD has shown the harmful impact that PTSD has on families. So that's what we're talking about today. Um not necessarily um, all the harmful um, things that impact you guys, but some of the positive things that you, you guys have learned to uh, to live with, I guess, or learn to cope with or learn to um, navigate with us through our journey in um, our uh, post combat experiences we try to we try to tell everybody that we verbalize what we go through in the hopes that someone goes oh shit i understand that because i go through that too and and the hope would be that some you know somebody's listening to this and their spouse hears something that you guys say they can go oh shit i understand what she's saying because i go through that too right so it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom but it doesn't have to be all sunshine and rainbows just kind of, you know, tell it like it is. Brandy, you've been married to me for 22 and a half years. So you've been there for the before the deployments, the during the deployments, the after the deployments. Chrissy has only been married to Steve for a little over a year. So she didn't get to see the deployment side of Steve. She's catching him on a much later 
stage of his journey. She's, so. getting, the, she's getting the good stuff. That's right. <laughs> the good, <laughs> the good stuff. stuff. Um, so th- that's kind of where we're wanting to go with this, you know. So it's just kind of like, um, you know, besides the fact that we're assholes, which we agree that we're assholes, we're, <laughs> we happen to be your assholes. So, you know, what's, we, a, what's it like being well, yeah. us, us being your assholes? But we we preference that so you don't have to keep emphasizing it throughout this whole podcast. <laughs> so we started off now that we both admit that we're assholes. So you can find something else, find another adjective to uh, describe us, please. Um, but yeah, so Brandy, c- can you talk about the, uh, the maceration of Sean, you know, uh, pre combat, you know, when he came home, R and R types, you know what I mean, and then post um, combat, if you could. I would say pre combat, not jumpy. Um, more involved with the kids. More involved with our friends and family overall. Um, didn't mind going out places. Um, didn't love it, but I'm a people person. He's not, um, but he would go anyway. Um, he would, I guess, um, was just overall more involved. And then when, you know, he left, he did three tours to, to my, you know, I lose count. Um, he was also a government contractor after that. So, but two tours, um, and came back just different, um, silent, um, depressed, put off, um, Wanting to stay home all the time, um, driving more towards the center of the road versus the edges of the road, um, always looking around for any little thing, um, not wanting to really mess with the kids or would yell at the kids a lot. Um, so, so oh, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but so just... I'll take one thing out of that, the, the driving to the center of a road. You know, I'm sure a lot of veterans have the same uh, reaction. You know, when things on the side of the road blow up. Boom. Right. Um, right. So how did that turn into a norm for you, for you? Like, uh, all right, this is. Honestly, I really didn't catch it at first. Um I would always wonder why we were more towards the center, but I guess I never paid attention until I had to go with Sean um, for his um, CMP exam for his um, shrink doctor, psych doctor, mental health, mental health doctor, and then to hear why he was doing more things. Because for me, being a back home with three little children, I didn't watch the news. I didn't want to hear about it. I didn't want him to tell me about it, talk about it, nothing. I just didn't want to know what was going on over mm-hmm. there. So I didn't grasp why we might be drifting more towards the center versus mm-hmm. saying kind of in the middle of the lane or towards the edges um, until he said why. Then it made perfect sense. And it did just become a norm. And I think it still is a norm, although it's not nearly as bad as it used to be now. I mean, I think he drives by Braille sometimes now on the rumble strips, the, uh, especially on a two-wheel motorcycle. The CMP exam was she sat in the back of the room. And it was very, um, I had hid things for years 
and all of that came out and she got a glimpse into the hell that was the space between my ears. I think when we left, we were honestly, I know he was crying. I was crying. It was just a very mentally, emotionally exhausting exam. Right. And, uh, I mean, there's some things you do, um, and you don't know you're doing it. Like it becomes driving in the center of the road in Iraq became second nature. It, it became, you wanted to put yourself, um, as far away from the things that go boom as possible. And, you know, uh, back in 2005, um, what, you know, rolling through Bakuba, Iraq, it was, uh, when you left the containment area, right, the, the cop or we were at a police station, but when you leave that, it's, it's pedal to the floor until you get to where you have to stop. And it, it was trying to outrun the boom and, uh, drive in the center of the road. Um, so I get it. Um, I get it. See, for me, it wasn't, I never actually drove outside the wire, but I spent so much time convoy training for right. outside the wire that it was just, you know, you, you, you do as trained. So, you know, if, if you, if you train correctly, you do as trained. Yeah, yeah. So. Most, most certainly, most certainly. So, and I think it's important to, to emphasize that you participated in doctor's appointments with him. And I still do. Um, I'm a travel nurse currently in Kentucky and Sean will go through like he just had a neurology appointment a couple weeks ago. And if it's best that I'm there, I will be, I be on speakerphone. Um, so I still go through cause there's questions he might not think of or that we've thought about that he doesn't think about because in the moment his brain, because of the PTSD and the anxiety is going a million miles a minute. So he doesn't remember questions. So then I'm there to say, Hey, did you ask about this? And which I know he didn't because I've listened to the whole conversation right. or it might be something he might not remember later to tell me because he was so anxious about the whole appointment in general that I've heard for myself at that point. So I still very much try to attend any doctor appointments I can, whether it be in person or over the phone. Well, I know with the friends, the friends I have uh, who I um, served with or deployed with, you know, they're, their spouses took a hands-off approach. My ex-wife took a hands-off approach. Um, she would say, you're broke, go get fixed. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't think it's a hands, I don't think you can be hands-off because it takes two to help. I want to be there to support and help in any way I can. And so being hands-off doesn't help either one of us. It's a, we're a family. We've been married 22 years, be together 23. Um, I can't be hands-off because it doesn't get any better. Right. I mean, my job is to support him as a veteran or, you know, I'm better myself of any way possible. So I don't hands off approach doesn't work for us. It just doesn't work in general, I don't think. And that's my point. The hands off approach, as you mentioned, does not work. That's my point. You can be hands off (laughs) because there's plenty of motherfuckers out there that are hands off. You can be hands off, but it don't work. Like for those um, spouses or family members out there that are wondering, oh, I don't know what's wrong with Joe. Well, go figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, if you ask Joe, Joe's going to say, I'm fine. I'm good. But go uh, figure it out together. I mean, that's right. going to help. Go, yes. 
Most certainly. Because you might catch things that they don't catch. I caught Sean's PTSD way before he ever did, and that was before I ever became a nurse. Right. Because, yes, because you, and that's, again, why we invited you on here, because you have the um, the foresight, because you've seen him, right, air quotes, normal, normal Sean, right? Yeah. You, you've seen the guy you fell in love with. And then you you seen the the evolution of um, trauma inflicted, Sean. Correct. Right. So you know, and um, now we're working on fixed Sean, who you know to bring back, bring it full circle. He's much more involved now as a dad. He's much more involved with our friends and family. He's much more willing to try new things and go new places with me. Um, he doesn't like it, hence Disney, but he'll go. Um, but we make sacrifices for each other all the time, do things we don't want to do. But he is way more involved than he was seven years ago when he got diagnosed or when he came home. Um, so, yeah, we've just kind of, it's come a long way. But a part of it is you have to want to get help. Um, I think a lot of guys don't recognize or want to. They want to stay or they want to part of this is um whiskey they find the bottle and they don't crawl out of it or they don't have anybody to help them crawl out of it or their family members hands off and go do what they want to do and the guy's still in the bottle or in drugs or whatever and then then they blame then the blame gets shifted to the bottle like i left my husband because he's a drunk not because you know he had all these things that led him right because when you go to the bottle or drugs or whatever, whatever, whatever that vice is, when you go to that, you're looking for something that you're not getting. You're replacing. R- right. And you're looking for something to numb you. Right. I feel a certain way. I need someone or something to make me feel better. Babe, make me feel better. No. Cool. Let me, let me get, and I'll one, find another way to make myself feel I will better. feel right. And that, I mean, um, leads to infidelity leads to, you know what I mean? Um, taking lines of Coke off strippers asses. Right. I mean, it's, it's out there. Right. Um, mine would be midget strippers, but that's for another podcast. You only do little lines. I do little <laughs> lines. Right. Um, but that's for another podcast, but, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, it's easy to blame the alcohol or the drugs or, you know, um, all the, all the, um, side effects, right. All the, um, what's, what's the word, all, all the things that lead you to that, um, and ignore all the things that he or she was dealing with prior to all the signs and symptoms that are probably there. Yes. Right. And, uh, And and I think it's funny, um, because you're Chrissy, you're coming in on, on I, don't, I don't want to call it the tail end, but the tail end of right. this journey so far, you're still very much an active participant in him as well. Yes. It may not be to what she was talking about earlier, but I know Steve has said multiple times, you've called him and like, Hey, why don't you just go for a ride today? Cause you know, you might need it or something like that. Right. So he is, he has told me multiple times that, you know, you know when he needs whatever it is he needs a lot of times before he's even recognized that he needs what he needs because again you're an active participant in his mental health and and she has 
um, history, right? She has post-traumatic stress, um, stepdad, uh, Vietnam veteran. Um, so she has, and then, you know, she has family members, um, with, with, um, you know, anxiety, depression and all that. So she, she came, you know, into our relationship with knowledge of how to deal with people, um, that, that act like me, right? I mean, not specifically <laughs> like me because I'm, I'm unique, but you know, she, so are bent forks, right? <laughs> but you know, she, you know, that first conversation we had and I laid out, you know, all the skeletons like, you know, you know, here, here they are. And she's like, you know, I, that that's okay. Like, I know how to deal with this. And I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, I'm, you know, we're all adults here. I'm just giving you, um, informed consent, informed consent. Well, <laughs> basically you're giving her a chance to back out and be like, basically I, was given, that I, I can't handle you. Right. I was giving her the most information I could. So she says, okay, after the night, I'm not going to see you again. Right. And that you was, did what you shouldn't do on a first date and you vomited at the, you had diarrhea of the mouth yes. of everything. I'm a, I, I'm a, yes, I'm an overshare. I'm most certainly an overshare. So he's like, I, I know this dick might be pretty good, but I mean, if you want, if you want to bounce after this, I'm all right with that. And here we are five years later. So right. I was right. Um, and her dick was pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying I was right. Somebody um, got pig. <laughs> Easy, bro. Easy. <laughs> Again, different, different podcast. <laughs> different podcast. Don't. Um, but so red. So basically, I I gave you a lot of red flags, right? Yes. And uh, um, in my defense, you gave me a pretty big one as I well because we had a um, we have a six year old upstairs. So, um, <laughs> so. Uh, but as as Sean said, um, I I say it, I I recognize um, that you recognize when I'm I'm having bad days, and it's funny um, because it's something I long for in my last relationship. Where I'm like, well, if you just understood where the fuck I'm coming from, things would be a lot easier. I think you know what I mean, and. Uh, and then to to not ask for it from you, right? Because right. we, you know, uh, I've never said, "Hey, will you um, handle me with kid gloves?" Or, um, you know, when I'm feeling bad, you have to be nice to me, right? No, no, it's it's. But it I think, like huh? It don't work like that. It does <laughs> I mean, not. It fucking should. Uh, <laughs> but I think. Why are you being so mean to me? I think um, how the number one thing that makes our dynamic work is we're so similar. Right. Right. We're, we're in tune with each other. I know exactly um, when you're feeling off. Right? right. And I know when you're mad at me because your face is talking before <laughs> your mouth is talking. Most certainly. Um, your face uh, is talking again. It yeah, does a lot. It does a lot. I'm like, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, tell your fucking face that. Because <laughs> your face is pissed off right now. I'm just saying. But yeah, so I think um, our dynamic 
um, because we're so similar and so in tune with each other, um, you know, when you call me at noon and say, Hey, you know, uh, Katie's coming to get Nova or, you know, so you can go on a bike ride. And I'm like, well, I I didn't, I didn't think I needed a bike ride today. And then I go on a bike ride. Right. And it, it always helps. But a hundred times better when you come back. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but it's never, you know, I think she, it's one of those things where she's like, Hey, like I know speaking for Chrissy, like, um, I know I come home from work at five o'clock and at five fifteen, I already had enough of Nova. Right. Like, and she's many days. She says as many times, like I'm, I'm done with you. I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> nah, you don't, no, no. Um, this is yours. You brought right, this. Right. This. right. Okay. Um, and, and then she'll, she quickly, she, yeah, I say that. And then she quickly reminds me, this is ours. And like, <laughs> I got you. You're absolutely right. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, she understands that Nova and, you know, any six year old, I get it. Any six year olds, a handful. And, um, especially when you're dealing with six year olds later in life, right? Like when you're 48 years old, um, you're supposed to be giving six year olds back to their parents, right? At, at the yes. end of the day, like, yes. yeah, I've watched her, you know, <laughs> I made sure she's still breathing, right? She <laughs> ate today and she's breathing. That, that's all you're getting from me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, when she feels that way, she then in turn said, well, okay, I don't have post-traumatic stress. I don't have depression. I don't have anxiety. I don't, I don't have an irritability issue. So if she makes me feel this way sometimes, times that by 10 or whatever, so that must be what he's feeling, right? So, um, so I appreciate that. I mean, um, uh, but so with with dealing with dealing with that was it how how do i say this without sounding like um i mean was was it f- for forefront of your mind would be like i love this guy right but he has all this baggage um and, uh, you know, do I take it, was it a day by day thing or, you know, did you just get to a point you're like, all right, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a hundred percent and we'll just ride this wherever it goes. Right. Did that make sense? I don't know. It does. I, mean, yeah. I, I think you were trying to say was, is it take it day by day or is she so far in that she's like, fuck, I can't get out now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, it it was a kind of take it day by day, but you know everything was going well. Right. Um, I think the biggest part for me is was learning that it wasn't me. Right. Um. Which there are still times you kind of have to talk yourself through it. Right. But I think the biggest part is 
I don't always know what you're going through, but I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, learning your your triggers and your moods. Um, it's not always easy, um, but right. But I, I mean, um, I can I can attest. It's right. not always. But, but I want to ping off what Chrissy said for uh-huh. a minute. When she said that it's not all learning, it's not always her because I feel the same way sometimes when you're having a really off day or not talkative or just kind of want to be alone or um, Sean wants to play video games when he is having those days and it's not and he's not want to talk to me. It's I got to remember it's not about me or it's not he's not right. mad at me. He's just right. having one of those days. So I need to let him have it or say, hey. Like I've done past contact some of his friends or especially if it's been going on a week or two and he's in this slump. I need to contact his buddies and say, hey, you need to call and check on Sean's having a rough one. I've talked to him. He doesn't want to talk to me. It's not about me. I don't know what he's going through. You guys know exactly what each other are going through. So let's. you guys need to talk it out and hopefully it helps. Hence, several months ago, Sean was in a slump and we went bowling and he sat there while we bowled as a, as a group and was able to talk to some guys, and he was much better in a much better headspace after that day because he had talked through it with some guys and got to see the guys. And um, But, yeah, a lot of times we have to remember as wives, our girlfriends, our significant that it's not us. When they're having off days, they're not taking it out on us overall. It's not nothing we've done or anything like that. Absolutely. And sometimes, just to caveat on that event, and we brought it up um Hell, probably on every episode we've had, um, we bring that specific event up because, you know, it's, it was unique because it was the first winter, right? That you, you were in the organization first winter. So like he didn't, he really didn't know what he needed until he got exactly what he needed. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what you don't know. And then now that you know, you know, like our significant others may say, what can we do? And you're like, uh, I don't know. We just got to, you know, like I tell Chrissy all the time, like, I'm just, just got to ride this out. You know what I mean? Like, um, I do it with pain. I do yeah. it with uh, something's hurting. You're going to go to the doctors? No, I'm just going to ride this shit out. The world don't stop spinning just because my back hurts. <laughs> right. right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's absolutely um and I think I put a lot of pressure on you um, initially because, um, you know, I say all the time that y- you and Nova are my, you know, um, y- you give me a reason to live every day, right. which puts a lot of undue stress. I I try to say it, you know, I, I try to say it as a compliment, as a, um, as a, um, um, the, the other side of the coin that I'm used to. You know right. what I mean? It's more like a testament to what they bring to your life. Right. It's as the opposed, value. As opposed to they're the only thing that's keeping you from not getting up in the morning. Right. Exactly. It's it's the value they bring. And and you know, and I, I recognized um you know the first time she had a she questioned, you know, like I think it's me. I'm like, fuck are you talking about? Right? Like, well, because you say I make you happy, you do, but you're not happy right now. 
Right. That has nothing. That fucking has nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? So um, we had that conversation when we did the backsplash. Right. You're like, I'm in this, and I think she thinks that it's because I'm like her, but it's not because of her. Right. But I don't know how to tell her it's not because of her. And I was just like, motherfucker, you're just going to have to talk to her. And right. then, you know, the next day I came up, you're like, I talked to her last night, and, and I think it went a long ways to letting her know that it wasn't her. It, right. You know, it's yeah. me. Right. Well, that, but, that situation, I think that was probably one of the longest funks yeah. he was in. Yeah. Yeah. And when we say it's not you, it's me, it truly is not you, it's me. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it's also one of those things where, you know, I was in a funk, you know, I was manic for so long. And then I, I get I, I get out of it, you know, um, because of you, right. you know, because of motorcycles, because of not drinking, not drinking alcohol every fucking day of my life. Um, so y- you can have a lot more better days. And oh, oh, by the way, I sleep now, right? Yes. That I didn't before, so that that helps. Um, so you can have a lot more better days, and then. I can uh, not hide, but I can suppress those feelings easier, right? Right. But, you know, I have to be out the door at 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, so, you know, when I get up and get Nova up, you know, I can't. She don't need to understand anything I'm going through. Right. Right. So, you know, I tried that with my other two kids. They were much older. But, you know, I tried to get them to understand, you know, it's not you. Just help me help myself. Right. If you help me help myself, things will be a lot better, I promise. And and they never met me halfway. But as a six-year-old, she can't help you. Right. No, no, no. So that's, that's definitely that, why. I, I was talking, you know. <laughs> no, then, I know what you're talking then about. Then it was and that's 13. Why. You know, my youngest daughter was 13 then. My oldest daughter was 21. You know, and and they're like, "Hey, asshole!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I get it." You know, help me help myself. You know what I mean? And uh, which, you know, as Sean would say, it took a long time for me to get to um, believe in mental health, believe in um, you know, relying on um, you know, uh, mood altering drugs. Um, and things of that nature. It, it, I had, I had a problem with, you know, I had a person telling me you need to be on drugs. The the ex-wife, you know, you need to go take medicine. You need to go see a psychiatrist. You need. And I was like, yeah, I agree with that. But the intent behind her saying I needed this stuff was she wanted to keep being the way she was and she wanted me to be numb to her bullshit. Right. So I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. Like if you're, if you're mad, you know, cause you're upset that I'm yelling, I yell at her, I yell at the kids, you know, and, and I take again, a hundred percent responsibility for all that. But you know, there's a reason why it's not because I'm t- it's Tuesday. 
I'm not yelling because it's fucking Tuesday. I'm yelling because I've told you a hundred fucking times this and, and the hundred first time you're still doing this. So that's why I'm yelling. You want me to take drugs. So I'm not yelling, but you want to, you want to keep doing it 201 more times. Right? So it, it was, it was, um, again, like, like you mentioned, Brandy, I wasn't ready, um, to, to say I was damaged. I wasn't ready. I was, um, you know, we just got a, a message the other day from an old soldier of mine, and he spoke glowingly about me and about the the guy he remembers. And and I've said on this podcast a few times already, I had to kill that guy off, kill him in my mind, kill him. You know, I can't live up to that guy no more uh, because he was – he was a tough son bitch and I, I am definitely not as tough now that I was then, but my mind thought I was and my mind thought, you know, war, I was built for war, right? Uh, that's what I believed. I was built for war. Um, I'm one of those break glass in case of war type guys. Um, so war shouldn't affect me like that. Um, so when I came home and, and my mood was fucked up and, and, you know, um, all that, it was, it was, it was you, you're, you're making me yell. I'm not, you know, and there was some of that, right. There's some truth to that, but you know, I had a short wick, right. I, I, I went, I didn't go from zero to 60. I was, I was idling at 30, right. I was just cruising around waiting for somebody to fucking piss me off. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I have a question for uh-huh. you and you don't have to answer. Um, so you let it known that your first marriage didn't work out. It didn't. No. Do you think that you brought some of that war home with you, 100%. which could have been some of the reason? And how does, how have you changed that with your marriage with Chrissy? Now a word from our sponsor, Ohio cigar mafia. Are you in the state of Ohio and a cigar enthusiast? Join the ranks of over 200 members who enjoy a good stick paired with a sip of their favorite spirit as they raise money for veterans. Ohio Cigar Mafia is a 501c3 who supports the Southeastern Yard Dogs. They allow veterans to witness a brighter future through the eyes of a service dog. Thank you, Ohio Cigar Mafia, for your support. Um, a hundred percent. Um, again, like I said, I, I take a hundred percent responsibility in my actions, right. Um, that involved the demise of my marriage, a hundred percent. And, uh, a lot of that had to do with, um, war. Some of that was residual. There was a lot of there was a lot of things that went on in my previous marriage um, that happened long before I went to war, right? So um, th- there was a lot of under, under circumstances. Yeah, there was. And I think kind of like your situation, right? You said, Sean, Sean kind of didn't like to go to, 
to, you know, places before. Right. He didn't before. Right. Post-traumatic stress magnifies it. Correct. Right. So it, it, it puts a, it puts a microscope on it and be like, well, you know, I was, I was a introvert before I'm now a super introvert. Now Now, you're a hermit. Now you're a hermit, right? (laughs) Like it's, you know, it is the same way. Like there was, there was some things that I let fucking go and I let, um, Hey, fuck it. Uh, you know, that the, the happy wife, happy life thing. That's bullshit. No, it's happy spouse, happy house. And, and I'm sure that's how you guys are now. Right. Uh, most, certainly. most certainly. Yeah. But it, that happy wife, happy life, you know, like, um, so how it differs is again, we are, um, so similar. Right. And, you know, I knew my last wife when I was, uh, 13 years old. Right. Um, so you know, we fought like teenagers throughout our whole marriage. Like it was still that, um, that teenager, ah, you're, you're fucked up. No, you're fucked up. Uh, and then she would ignore me, which is a trigger. And, and then I'd go fucking through the fucking roof. We, one, we don't even argue, which is fucking amazing to me. Right. Um, we don't argue uh, about fucking. I can't fathom not arguing. We don't. But we, I get it. No, we don't argue. I've never seen it. You guys argue, but I mean, I can't fathom. I we mean, don't. I think healthy marriages have a little bit of arguing. Sean and I do argue occasionally, um, occasionally. but they're much better than they used to be. Um, I think communication, and I was going to ask, is a big part, especially when you're going through triggers and stuff, and you know what's coming up um, today. Sean and I are going to Hawaii. Um, end of October, beginning of November. And he let me well known today that he is very anxious and knowledgeable that the airports and the mass amount of people and being on airplane is going to get his anxiety up. Right. So if we discuss it now and come up with a plan of attack, how we can go about that and get him through the airport and get him to Hawaii. You know, I think communication when you're going through this with your spouse is huge. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where he's he continuously is putting um, deposits in the love bank, right? Because when he says, "Hey, this is a uh, concern for me," but we're still going to fucking Hawaii, that's 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 a straight deposit of "I love you," right? Without saying, you know, verbally saying "I love you." That's I mean, that's, and if and it, but if it was something he truly didn't want to do, we would not do it because that would be my love back is not putting him in the situation that he can't handle. Yeah. So and, we would find something else to do or another way to go about it. I mean, you can't get to Hawaii any other way than flying, but we would find something or a way to make it work or not make it work. But I wouldn't want him to put him in the situation where he was totally against and not comfortable, even if he was doing it for me. It's right. not worth it at that point. Right. And, and and the other thing is, you know, no matter how many times you get put in a situation that makes you anxious when you have um, anxiety, it don't, the situation itself can make the anxiety better the longer you're in that situation, but it don't make it better for the next situation, right? Because you're, because it's, it's a different unknown Yes. Right. Always so a new situation. Yeah. It's always a new situation. So you conquer the airport, you conquer the the plane, you check that off. Yes, I conquered. I can do this again. 
but the next one might be something totally different. Hence the cruise we went on. Sean was totally against cruises, but he conquered it. And he's like, okay, we can do this again. It's something I can handle to do again. Um, and, but so we also I, know, you know, we got to play, pay for the, uh, the, the convenient tax. You know what I mean? Um, if right. And my anxiety meds fucks me up for like two days, <laughs> <laughs> two days on a, on a two day cruise. Yeah. You, you take it before you board and then you un uh, unbark and it's and, over. <laughs> and, well, and that was one of the things I said about going to Hawaii is that we're going to have to kind of figure out when I should take my anxiety meds to get through the airport and right. the flight, but not completely be a fucking zombie the rest of the time I'm in Hawaii. Cause my anxiety meds seriously fucked me up. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I believe um, healthy relationships have um, not necessarily arguments. Bickering. You have you have healthy um, healthy exchanges, debate, healthy debates. Right? Yes. We we have never. Uh, I have a brain injury, so feel free to correct me. <laughs> um, we have never come. At, come to a crossroads where it was, I wanted to do something. She wanted to do something else. So we, it was like, you know, I'm putting my foot down. Right. It, it, and I, I even remember saying like, she would do a lot of things with me early on. And, uh, but early on, I was the type of person where I'm like, Hey, I'm going here on Saturday. Would you like to come? Sure. Hey, I'm going here. Like, I'm going, regardless if you say yes or no, I'm going here on Saturday. You know, that was that was the the mode I was in when we first Do met. Do you feel like you were trying to scare away in the beginning? No, no, no. It, it wasn't. Um, it was. Or show her the worst of you. That way no, she no, had the. That was exactly who I was. Right. Exactly who I was. It was, I'm going to be doing this. If you want to spend time with me, you can come along. Yeah. But I didn't, right. I didn't verbalize that. Right. But right? that's, that's kind of the, the message that was sent. Right. I mean, I, I tell you the first time I met her family, her extended family was Thanksgiving of 2018, you know, and you know, some, her brother-in-laws, some, some people up there were like, Oh, what's your name again? Stan or, you know, and I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. I won't be here long enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So exactly that right. was, I, I felt that she was, um, too good for me. Right. Like, um, so she wasn't soon as she figured like soon as she, whatever that domino that needs to fall for her to be like, Hey, Hey bro. Um, soon as that ball drops whatever whatever that domino i I didn't know what it was so none of us do we're still trying to figure it out right and then i mean i i said the uh i'm not going to be here long enough for like six months and she's like hey i think it's time i i think you're gonna be around and i'm like yeah i guess i guess the joke's wearing right (laughs) right yes i mean we had that conversation but yeah i mean there was there have been times where i have triggered some of her insecurities from her some of you know her baggage from her past marriage and and she is in return triggered some of my um defaults from my past marriage and I'm like hey listen I'm not again it's it's not about 
um, and, and we were dating then. Like, yeah. again, I was like, listen, I 100% am not going to fucking live like this ever again. And she's like, well, this is where I'm coming from. I, I get exactly where the fuck you're coming from, but I'm not that guy. And then she's like, well, I'm not that girl. I'm like, I get that. I'm not saying you're that girl. I'm saying I'm not going to fucking live like this. And she's like, I got it. And that was it. And, and, uh, yeah. So it, it was, it, yeah, I did my damnedest not to be her boyfriend. I did my super damnedest not to be her husband, not because I didn't want to be either because I didn't think I deserved to be either. That makes sense. So, um, yeah. And, uh, but she reaffirms every day that, uh, my decision to marry her was the best of, of my life. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it holds a close tie with, uh, getting into a truck in February. I mean, which, which hold on. He tried to do that on our wedding day. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I, I did try to do that on our wedding day. So, and um, I was cognizant of that fact. Yes. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's funny because he called, he calls like on Monday and he's like, Hey, so I understand you can't do it tomorrow, but can you go Friday? I'm like, yeah, man, I can go Friday. And he's like, you want to ask the wife? I'm like, motherfucker, please. I'll go Friday. Like, and but then that, he's like, Chrissy, can I go Friday? <laughs> but that's the the great thing about our relationship. That's how it is. Like, hey, I'm doing it. It's never asking. Like, I caught myself. It's funny. I caught myself the other day and I'm like, hey, could I? And I'm like, fuck. She's like, what? I'm like, I was just about to ask you if I can go get my fucking haircut or whatever. To, <laughs> and I'm right. like, what the fuck am I doing? You're right. A grown man. I'm a grown ass man. Like, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of times, you know, he does his thing, I do my thing, and yeah, 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 it works. We do. We're the same way. We're the same way. I don't. I've never. I know a lot of women and wives have to ask. I have good friends. I have to call and ask their husband permission, or if they go from one place to another, they have to call and check in. No way. No. No. How not happening here? I always tell him he's a grown man. He can do what the hell he wants. But on the side note, I have GPS tracker on Sean. So but some of the things he chooses to do may have consequences. Yeah, most certainly. Which, which uh, is funny that we, um, I sent her a, uh, a, a reel the other day where a lady said, uh, me and my husband have rules. We have rules. Um, you're not allowed taking your phone into the bathroom, right? Because she don't know what he's looking at. And uh, you're also... Um, um, she has a, um, a, a Apple air tag. Tracker. Yeah. Air tag in his work boots and his wallet that I he think don't, I've seen something like that, that he don't know about. And, um, but the only rule for her was he buys all her clothes. So she's not exposing too much and making other people want to fuck her or whatever. I'm I've like, seen that same reel. I'm like that's dumb as fuck. Now, yes, it is. Now, Sean and I do have GPS, but it's totally not for that kind of purposes. I drive to and from Kentucky and that way, if I ever get, it started when I went to Vermont, if I ever get stuck somewhere, 
if my something dies, he knows exactly my last location. And same about when he's out on the bike. If something were to ever happen, I know exactly where he's at. It has nothing to do with I want to know every location he's been. Because I honestly, I don't care. I mean, we, 22 years of marriage, I there's not much he could do at this point that I would walk away. The uh, the majority of the time I check her location is when she's fucking taking like a seven-hour midday nap and not answering her phone when I need to get a hold of her. So I'll check and be like, all right, is she stuck on the side of the road? Oh, nope. She's at the fucking residence and that bitch is looking at the back of her eyelids. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, GPS tracking is in um, Chrissy's jeans. Uh, her mom, My mother. her mom <laughs> tracks everybody in the family. The minivan mafia. The minivan, the motherfucking <laughs> minivan mafia. Um, she tracks, she tracks everybody in the family. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah. You get, you get out, you get your birth certificate and an air tag and in, uh, injected. But and I will tell you, it goes back to it goes back to um, my boldness. Right. Um, we we were out to dinner uh, with her mom and uh, she was sitting at her table and she's like um, something about I'll just come live with you guys. And I'm like, no, you won't. And she's like, you wouldn't let me live with you. I'm like, no. <laughs> I tell my mom she ain't fucking living with me. You're not living with me, like, and uh, so. But if she come needs to come and live with me, she can't. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, Steve will just be in a basement. <laughs> right. Um, the brick corner tavern will turn into the brick corner inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lock, a deadbolt on the backside of this door right here that I can't get into my house. Um, but yeah, I mean it, but we were dating then. Yes. So another, um, I can't, no, no, I, I tell, cause I tell my parents that like, cause when, again, when I had to go live with them, um, I, I stayed there three months and I'm like, I gotta go. The, the walls, the walls are closing. It, it was two months and 28 days too long. Right. <laughs> the walls are coming in. Like, I went and and put the first and last on a on an apartment with no fucking furniture to get the fuck out of their house. So um, nothing. Not, I love her. Nothing against her, but you know. So some um, some some family members of a person with PTSD may experience the following right um, sympathy. So do, do you do you feel? sorry right for sean not sorry do you feel cheated that the man you married is now no. different no. different because the man i married was still a short-tempered um he was married previously and had a lot of baggage from that right so honestly, I think right now I have probably the best version of Sean. Um, I think that he's come out better. Um, he's more knowledgeable. He's more understanding. He is way does not hold a grudge or hold an argument. I mean, it's like two seconds and he's over it. And I'm still days later, like pissed off because I want to know why he's not pissed off anymore because I'm still pissed off. Um, the old Sean would have been pissed off for days and, 
I tell everybody, I used to be mad for days. She'd be mad for hours. She it's got to take the high now. road. Now I'm mad for minutes. She's mad for hours, which pisses her off even more that she can't take the high road now. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I'm, I don't feel cheated. Um, and I'm not sorry what he went through. Um, sometimes I, you know, initially I thought, how can I help him more? But I think sometimes just listening and being there, not saying anything at all is all the help that he needs. Um, but no, I think the, I got a better version of Sean now. Good. I mean, it, it's one of those things. It's like a fine line, right? Like I don't, I don't treat myself like I'm disabled, right? I don't, um, I don't act disabled. Um, and I damn sure don't want others to treat me like I'm disabled. Right. And, uh, which when you, when you, uh, when you're shucking, um, 42 bags of 80 pound cement, uh, you may, I'm like, man, this is good. Be a good goddamn time to be disabled. <laughs> and I even, I even told link that day. I'm like, you know, sometimes I need to remind myself that I'm a hundred percent disabled. <laughs> and, um, but even my son who is disabled doesn't want to be reminded every right. day that he is disabled That's right. because and, they're not, they're n- they're it's their normal. So this is your new oh, norm. Look at her time it in. Fuck. Man. This is your new normal. That's so old. you're not disabled oh. per se, and you don't want to remind it of it. This is the new normal for you. Right. Oh and, shit. She tied it in. Right. And which I mean, you've been around Jay for you know 24 years now, right? So um, it it you're absolutely right. It it is. And uh, so that but that's. Do you ever, I don't want to leave you out. Have you ever felt sorry for me that, you know, um, I think, again, I think you're getting a better version of me, but that's, that's. From what I've heard, I think so too. But I think a better way to ask her that is, do you sometimes wonder what he was like before he went to war? Like, is that somebody you think that you could. Knowing him now and knowing what he's been through and the things that you've learned about him from when he was younger, do you think pre-war That you could have been married to him. Yeah. Yes. Um, Again, like he had mentioned, we have so much in common, you know, listening to him tell stories from high school and Uh he's somebody I would have hung around with. Yeah. I mean... Well, because, you know, I don't, when I tell stories about myself, I don't leave out the unflattering things. I I hear it all. You hear it all. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't say things that were, you know, embarrassing then. And I'm like. You don't try to make yourself look good. Right. Because that's fucking hard work, bro. (laughs) That's fucking hard work. Like leaving the bike in gear and not knowing why you can't push it. Right. Right. Got it. I mean, that's, that's hard fucking work. And it, I'm the first one to fucking laugh at myself. Oh, yeah. I'm the, the fucking first one. Sean laughs himself all the time. Right. I'm the first one to laugh at myself. It's and then I'm fucking hilarious. And then fucking. And, he thinks he is, too. And then, yeah. and then tell people why I'm laughing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know. Like, um, there's a reason that I'm fucking funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. And if you don't get it, you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not funny a lot. Uh, I'm not either. Right. And I uh, don't get funny sometimes. Um, another thing is uh, negative feelings. PTSD can make someone seem 
like a different person. Um, and it goes, you know, I can seem like a different person because, you know, I, I talk a lot, right? Even though I don't like to hear my self talk, I talk a lot. Um, I like to tell stories. I like, you know, whatever. Um, but when I'm not feeling right, I don't like to talk. I don't like to socialize. Um, so I, I, in that aspect, I am different. Um, and, and when at the height of my, you know, my mental, um, poor mental state, we'll say at the height of that, you know, when I said I, I would walk around at 30, you know, um, I would go to 60 or a hundred quick, but it, it, it took me a long time to dial that back down. And, you know, sometimes it was like an out of body experience. Like I'm, st- I'm, I'm yelling about some very medial shit and like in a vacuum, should I be yelling this much? No. And you know, it, it's like I'm looking at myself being like, hey, bro, it's time to shut up. Like, she fucking gets it, you know? And, uh, but I wouldn't, you know, like I, I just kept beating that fucking horse to death. And, uh, you know, it, it took a toll on my, my daughters. And uh, that's why they don't talk to me today. Um, unless they want fucking something from me. And, uh, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, negative feelings. Um you, you can feel like a different person um, and then you can not like yourself of the person y- you turn into, you know, like, you know, I, I, I sometimes applaud myself for the, the, the journey where I have come from and, and say, man, that's, you did all right, man. But then you have those days and you're like, fuck, I'm right back. I'm right back in the bucket. But it's always going to be a journey. Yeah. And that's what it is. It is a journey. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been through a lot along the journey. And I mean, you're going to, it's, it's work every day to stay on the path of the journey and to continue to better yourselves. Yeah. It, it's, you're always recovering. Um, um, yeah. Avoidance. Avoidance is one of the symptoms of post-traumatic stress. Those with post-traumatic stress avoid situations and reminders of their trauma as family members, you may be avoiding the same things as your loved ones. And, you know, I don't, um, I don't, um, vocalize, I guess my, um, the things I avoid, I don't avoid a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but you know, I, I do have, um, super loud uh bangs um when i'm not um fireworks i'm good with um gunshots i'm good with um but were you good with fireworks when you first came home yes really yeah i'm i'm good things um sean was not i mean i'll never forget but, we used to live right down by the Right down by the fairgrounds where I set fireworks off. The first time I went off, Sean was like, whoa. It, it, it wasn't the fireworks that bothered me. Ringtones. It, it was the percussion. The, right. Like the, the, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the force. Right. Right. That's what, that's what right. did me in. And I was not comfortable with fireworks. Like, I, 
I, I struggled to go to Duke's last year. Right. But I was able to get through it. Ringtones were another. I had a ringtone that was awful the first time Sean came home and he's like, what was that? It he's- was the same fucking ringtone they use for the fucking. Um, Incoming. Yeah. yeah. Like, like who like the fuck put that on a that. goddamn iPhone? Like at fuck five o'clock in the morning, her fucking alarm goes oh, yeah. off. Oh, jumping yeah. up out of bed. Bro, I'm flipping out of the fucking <laughs> yeah. bed, hitting the ground. Like I, I'm. No, I'm, I might do that. Like, I'm, like I'm, what the sh- like I'm better now, but right. for years I'm like, right? Are you fucking kidding me? Like seriously, Steve Jobs, suck a dick. Yeah, like that shit wasn't cool. But we were on the bike coming back from Cincinnati, I believe, and a car backfired, and it wasn't. I damn there had to pull over, uh, because I about fucking, yeah. Uh, it it's. The unexpected. Hold on, let me piggyback off that. Hold on. What? What did when he went through that? What? How did you respond? I mean, I didn't. I didn't really know at first, um, till he got stopped and, yeah, you know, um, it, I mean, now granted that that um, noise, um, startled you as well. I mean, it yes. it was, but it took me to a different place. You know what I mean? And the. I haven't, I haven't had many of those, um, in the, in the years since I've been deployed, uh, maybe a dozen, you know what I mean? It's, in, in five years, that's the only time I've ever seen it. It's, it's, but it, it, I mean, it shut my body down. Like it, it was as much as I can do to keep the fucking bike up. You know what I mean? Like it shut me down. So I, but I don't, I don't, I don't, um, again, the noises don't, that is just, I'm, <clears throat> I equated that to being, I'm on the bike, I'm in a good spot, um, my favorite place to be, especially with her, and, you know, it was a long fucking day, and, uh, like, I'm, I'm in, I'm focused on, just being in the moment and that motherfucker, that bang, I, 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 I don't know what the fuck it was, but that bang just, I mean, immediately took me, uh, like, holy fuck. And, uh, yeah, damn near shut down. So that could have been very detrimental, uh, detrimental. So, um, but I don't, I don't, I don't avoid, um, things because of how uh it'll make me feel. I avoid things or my anxiety. I avoid things because people piss me off really easy, and that's a situation I don't want to find. You know, we talked about why I don't conceal carry. It's the same reason why I don't go to bars and 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 that shit because you know uh, it's too easy for someone to start a fight or start something and I don't take the fucking high road like even though I should walk away I don't no that's it's not in my nature I avoided fireworks. Now about the only thing I truly avoid is funerals. 
I don't do funerals. Right. At all. And and I But you didn't do funerals before. Right. So it's just my anxiety now makes them worse. Right. It it everything's magnified. Um I don't um I do a lot of um memorial rides, but I don't go into you know, like I, I don't need to see um I don't need to see dead bodies to Especially if I don't know you, I've, I've seen enough of people I do know. I, I, so I'll do the rides. I'll you know we'll fold the flag, um, things of that nature. I have no issues with that. Like like with Link's mom, I only went because it was Link's, right? But I did not go in, right? Like, you know what I mean? I stayed right. out in the in the foyer area or outside. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, another is depression. You know, sometimes when when your service member is depressed, that can in turn make you depressed because you feel, you know, you're not, you know, you're you're not loving them enough for them to, you know, feel better, or so you then, in, you know, it then makes you depressed. Um, anger and guilt, um, if you feel. Um, responsible for your family member's happiness. So it that, again, it, it ties back into depression, right? It, and you've said it before that, you know, you struggle sometimes to, to, to think it's not me. Right. You know, you have to remind yourself of that. Um, you might feel guilty when you can't make a difference. And you should also... Be, um, you could also be angry if he or she can't help a job or keep a job, which I don't have one. So I do really good at not keeping a job or, or drinks too much. Like, like you said before, Randy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you think I give you the, you know, I give you the impression that you help me because I, that's what I tell you. It ain't the impression. It's what I tell you. And then right. days I feel bad. Um, Can we go back for a minute? Depression. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think for me, I struggle with depression myself uh-huh. and have since I had my first birth, my first child. Uh-huh. Um, so I think when Sean gets in his funk and he doesn't want to do anything, it really makes me get in a funk. I mean, my depression is I will sleep for days and not want to get out of bed and do anything. Um, so I think when he's in his funk, it makes my funk act up, right? for lack of better words. But since we have become a part of the CVMA and this group, um, that hasn't been, neither one of us have dealt with depression nearly as much as we have now. Sean takes meds. Um, I have meds. Don't take them. Um, take meds for other stuff. So I just don't. I think that this has helped a lot. And I think if you if if you're listening out there and you're not a part of something, find something that become a part of because it really does help. It gives you a reason to keep going and to get up She's and to all, get out of your funk. It's like she listens to the episodes, right? Right. right. And and that is. That's the wheels, right? That's the leisure that we talk about. Um, find something that makes you happy 
and and do it. And you know, um, and I know Chrissy enjoys to ride yes. way pro- probably way more than I honestly do. I do. Um, so that is what you guys you but you enjoyed that before Steve also. Yes. And so riding right. with Steve that was one of his things. Is I ride, you ride or you don't ride. And and, and we, she likes to ride. I mean, and he tells me all the time that if I didn't like to ride, then we probably wouldn't be together. But regardless, and again, that goes regardless back to, of the good dick. Right. Regardless. No one is ever going to accuse Chrissy of being flyover rocks. No, ever. I did fly Um, once. I ride as much as he does. Right. And, and, but that's the thing because I told, you know, I told her early on, I'm going to these events. I'm going to, you know, I, I, I was going to Boise in 18. Like I kicked that around a lot and I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I'm ready. Um, I didn't want to be a detriment to them, right? Um, and uh, I kick myself every fucking day for not riding out to Boise. Um, to, to 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 expound on that, um, you both know how important writing is to us, and you, you know, how does it make you feel to be able to share? in something that's so important to not just us, but also our, our, our mental health. Yes. Like everything, like, like to be able to share that with us and to see how that impacts us so intimately, like, especially you, because you like to ride so much and you have spent so many miles with him. Like how, how, like, how does that, like, like, I don't even know the, the, just like from the, from the back of the bike and being able to witness all of that, how does, you know, how does that impact you and make you feel and all that jazz? I mean, it's a great feeling and I know I love him and that's, that's what makes him happy. Yeah. You know? Well, again, early on, I think we were going to the rodeo. Yes. Um, and I was like, Hey, I'm willing to do things that you want to do too. And she's like, this is like, this is, and, and that was, you know, that was like the, the indicator that we're pretty good together. Like it was like, Hey, um, you know, we went and seen REO Speedwagon up at the Ohio State Fair. And, uh, she's a huge REO Speedwagon, uh, fan. And I, I found this out because every time I got in her car, um, REO Speedwagon was playing. And I'm like, like the third time, I'm like, is this a CD? And she's like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you got a fucking CD of REO Speedwagon? I've like, is your, is your fucking radio broker? Like, you know, like. Do I'm you like, have serious XM? Does this motherfucker not eject or what? Like, um, but she's a huge which then in turn, you know, I have a lot of REO Speedwagon on uh, our playlist. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I was not a huge. Um, so you listen to things riding that you might not listen to normally, but you do it for her. But because she's on the back of that bike to support you. So you'll listen to something yes. that might not be comfortable for you or you might not care to listen to. But our playlist is so fucking similar. similar. So similar. Ours are not. No. Yeah. Ours are not, but he will put pop on and you'll hear us. He'll he'll be singing pop because that's 
He just put it on so I, I can I have about it. seven channels I flip through through the right. Sirius XM. Like the first three or four of hers. You will not hit country though, unfortunately. Negative Ghost Rider. And right. I love country. But but the, but it's ir- I mean it's it's crazy sometimes how similar we are. Yes. Um. But yeah, our playlists are so fucking similar. Um. I mean, old school rap to um country to um rock to i mean it's all the same all the all the fucking same i i don't do country at all she doesn't do like like really heavy metal, metal like death metal and screaming yeah. and shit like I, that like that's not her bag uh we i i can tolerate most of her pop we both like a lot of I the same. I love 80s and 90s boy bands. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I struggle with the boy bands. Right. But he will put it on occasionally. You'll hear a new Kids on the Block song come on because I'm honestly a huge blockhead. So, um, I knew that. Yeah. Um, but I've been to like seven concerts. <laughs> um, I mean, you got you got to spend your money on something. Um, I mean, uh. But yeah, I mean it's it's it, it's fucking crazy how our and it, it's so like, your likes are very similar. Oh yeah, and your activities that you like to do, yeah, are really similar across the board. I mean, even even whatever that word is, uh, even doing nothing, right? Like we like we love we love going to events and we love getting on a motorcycle for weekends and you know, uh, 11 day trips or whatever it is, but those Netflix and chill nights, man, never fucking good too. They're few and far between, but they are great. But we, we watch some dumb fucking movies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 15 minutes in, I'm like, this is fucking dumb. And then, you know, we watch the entire (laughs) (laughs) two hours later. I'm like, yep, that was fucking dumb. But that's like Tulsa King. I was like, you need to watch that. And then I get a message. Chrissy and I just binge the whole fucking season on a Saturday. We, we do, <laughs> we do that often. Yes. Um, but we, you know, in between, um, in between our good shows that we like, there's a lot of fucking stupid ones. Um, Animal Kingdom. We watched all nine seasons of yes. that. Um, that was a good show, though. Yeah, we would we would watch at lunch. She would come home, you know, hour for lunch. We'd watch an episode while we ate. She'd go back. I wouldn't watch anymore. She'd come home from five o'clock till you know ten thirty, right? Uh, you know, we it if it's after ten, I'd be like, we doing one more? Yeah, fuck it, do one more. You know, so we've done that for her. It's um, the Hallmark Channel is like that's her crack. And, Especially during Christmas time. And I have seen so many of those that, like, I'll look at them and I'll be like, uh, Oh, Steve, do I need to come watch the Hallmark Channel with oh, you? I, um, he loves the Hallmark Channel. Oh, okay. I, that's, Next that's how Christmas. I, that's, how, that's how I, uh, but I get really pissed off when it's January and you're still playing Christmas shit. Yes. Like, get the fuck out of well, here. Well, February is a month of love, so it's all Valentine's uh, Day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, she'll be watching. And I'll be like, "Hey, is this the one where he da 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 da?" She's like, "How do you know that? Like, this because one's never heard before." I said, "It's the same four same fucking shit. actors it's in the same shit. fucking plot same line." Shit. It's it's yeah, it's, but it's mindless. But who cares? The, but I will writers, watch it with her because that's what she likes to watch. The writers sit in a room and they you know they have sticky notes of you know what actors and they're just throwing fucking darts at the wall. Like, bing, all right, bing, this, right this, this this actress is going to be a. 
she's going to be a florist or she's going to be a fucking baker or she's right. Right. And, I mean, it's, it's like they, I, I would going, like this to, one's going to Paris. Right. And they're going I would to like to point out that chocolate. you are like 100% reinforcing that you watch the Hallmark channel. I do. I'm a, <laughs> I, it's it's how I get in touch with my sensitive side. Right. But to loop it back around. So you guys have both have very similar similarities. Yes. We do not. Um, right. I never rode my, I grew up with motorcycles. Um, my parents have rode for years. My grandparents have rode for years, but I did not. It's not something I'd ever want. Didn't say I didn't want to do. I'd take a short ride here and there, but it's not something that was on my, let's go ride motorcycle this weekend for 350 miles. Um, no, I didn't want to have a sore ass. Who wants to do that? It's great. But now <laughs> I do it. I enjoy it um, unless there's screeching involved because something's dragging the ground and I'm scared shitless. Um, it's a sidecar mount. It's not supposed to lean because you're supposed to have a sidecar on. Right. So, but I mean, I do ride. I don't ride as much as Chrissy. Um, I'm not home as often, I guess, or especially this summer, I won't be. Um, and, and, and I, but I can say up until this year or this last year, you wouldn't catch me riding in the rain ever catch me riding in the cold ever because I have no desire to be wet and cold and freezing. It's not my forte, but I do it because Sean enjoys to do it and I want to be there and I want to do what he's doing because guess what? He's going to do what he's going to do what I'm doing because that's the give and take in a marriage. Right. Yes. And I say this with all love. You're, you're a lot more foo-foo than I, I'm very I'm very girly. I say this with, with nothing I mean, but love. I ride with I, it's cold. I, I ride not. with North Face. Right. Well, yes, you ride with North not Face. Not a sponsor. Um, not a <laughs> not a sponsor of this podcast. But I tell you, it, I tell her all the time. Like there's little subtleties, um, like no makeup. Uh, I love it. Um, no, I mean she's like. Every now and then, she'll just do the, like the most uh, basic thing, and I'll be like, "That's why I fucking love you, right?" Like, yes. I, what I I can't even remember what it was at the um, Army Navy game. We were there. I'm like, "God damn it!" See, um, remember we were standing uh, talking to that guy, waiting on the porter shooters. Um, and uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like really fucking basic. They were on the Navy sidelines, so she was probably <laughs> the only female. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, uh, um, but, uh, Always got to get one Navy dig in. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, so Chrissy's far from high maintenance. Oh. Very far. So in my high maintenance think, No, no, no. It was the females. That's what it was. The females that were fucking flicking, they had to get their hair right. You know, they had to, you know, pull their hair. I don't know what that is, but they're pulling their hair down their down their shoulder to take a selfie. Remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're, yes. they're you know, they're like. So that reminds then, us on the cruise, the high maintenance chick as we were getting ready to get off the boat. Most certainly. And yes. the other, whatever yes. her name was, was making fun of her because her hey, hair was all done. That's because that bitch woke up and chose life. Yes. She chose life. <laughs> said she chose life. She we did not choose life that day. And no. I don't choose no. life every day. <laughs> not many days. I don't wear makeup very often. One, because I'm allergic to it. I break out really bad. Um, 
but I do like to get my hair done, which doesn't happen as often as it used to. I used to go every five weeks, my nails done, my pedicure. I just, I'm a very much a girly girl and I have been accused multiple, <laughs> more than one time being high maintenance. Her mom called her high maintenance. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, so I'm the first time she okay. got a, a, I mean, a, a designer purse. Her mom called her high maintenance when she found out she paid for, how much she paid for it. It was a coach. Bag. I about no, fucking no. died laughing. Now, she'll, she'll have a purse or two. I, yeah. <laughs> Every girl's got their niche yeah. somewhere. That's she, mine is she, purses. She'll have a I purse. I don't have a lot of shoes. I don't have, you know, but I do have a lot I of I used purses. to have a ton of shoes. Now, I love Payless. They're my favorite store. I don't know why they shut down. Fifty I, I pairs you. of shoes is better than one pair of three hundred dollars shoes. I got you. Yeah, but that that old girl with the uh, extensions. I'm like, man, I'm I'm so so happy that you're not that. But I very much <laughs> raised a high maintenance and daughter, I, and I say I say this with all like this, this. This is why I love you. Like we can get off a fucking motorcycle and walk around, and you don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And uh, guess what? I don't give like I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. And I love it that you don't give a fuck. So, um, but yeah, I, it's, it's, um, it's that thing that, uh, I don't mind your height, some of your high maintenance things. And I also don't mind some of your non girly things. So, I mean, I don't mind your, North I have face. a little bit of both. I, I may talk shit about your North face, but I don't, I'll be I warm. I don't mind. And I also have a, I'm so high man. I really do have a heated vest. <laughs> right. Well, and the, again, it goes back to like, we rode one day, we left the house and it was like 27 degrees and we got to Columbus and it was 31 degrees. And it, I think the high all day was 35 and we didn't have leather or nothing. And she wrote, and I'm like, Hey, you are a trooper. I'm like, you understand you're allowed to be the voice of reason. <laughs> like you're allowed to be like, Hey bro, it's fucking cold. I'm not fucking going. Right. I told him after that day that I wouldn't ride unless it was over 50 degrees, but I still do still it. Still do it. Yeah. Still but you it. got appropriate gear now. I do. Yeah. 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 And we went out the next day and fucking shushing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, back to yeah. rain. <laughs> num, 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 num. Some of us don't <laughs> ride in rain or never have, and we do it. And we've rode in a lot of rain to the point where my rain suit soaked through. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, so well, those days. Yeah, but I think, you know, how many how many stories about trips? I think that makes out- it, though. Start out with, it hey, it was, it was, uh, it, it was 75, and, 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 you know, uh, overcast. Everybody rides when it's seventy five and right. hot out. Yeah, not many yeah. people are going to ride when you can't see ten feet in front of you. Have to pull under an overpass. And right. Sheriff get, comes up to help you out or get get naked. Right. Poop it on the side of the road. Poop it on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's the it why. Was the best well, time. That right there. Any other situation highlights the not high maintenance, high maintenance versions of our wives. Right. Yes. Your wife will poop on the side of the highway. Yeah. Mine <laughs> gets out of wet clothes on the side of the highway. <laughs> but she ain't pooping on the side of the highway. Right. Oh, I might have, but not that I didn't have to go that time. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's um it's the great thing about it. So I mean if I we'll put a bow on this thing and uh let you guys um off here. 
So if you had, and you can each answer this from your uh, perspective, one tip, one advice to give to uh, family members out there of veterans who are struggling, battling, whatever, with uh, post-traumatic stress or whatever um, post-conflict ailments they have, what would you, what would that advice be? I'm going to let you answer first. Well, I guess, again, the biggest, the big part is you don't have to understand what they're going through, but understand that they're going through something. Um, and, you know, learn their triggers, do what you can to help. You're not going to fix them. Um, it's, sure it's, it's, it's just being there for them. Yeah. If there was good before the war, there was a reason you married them. That reason is still there. Be there for them and help them. Don't just walk away. Um, it's always going to be two steps forward and one step back. Um, so be there, see what you can do. Listen, communicate, um, go to the doctors with them. Recommend that they go to the doctor if you start seeing signs and symptoms. Um, just don't walk away unless there's underlying circumstances. It's always easier to walk away than it is to stay. Um, but staying in the long run will be worth it if there was a reason that you were there in the first place. Yeah. Quitting quitting's the easiest thing to do. Quitting's easy to walk away. Yeah. I've done it a million times. Fucking, um, Yeah. And uh, it's called unconditional love for a reason, right? It sure I mean, is. Tough love is is still love, and and unconditional love is is that sometimes you have to love them when you you don't even like them at times, right? And Chrissy says that to me all the time. Um, I love him all the time, but I don't like him all the time. Right. Exactly. Um, and, exactly. And uh, but, and it's okay to dish out some tough oh, love. M- most certainly. And uh, um, so yeah, love them unconditionally. That means, you know, when, even when you don't like them, still love them and, uh, love enough, love them enough to see them through. Um, and, uh, you know, if they don't want to get better, that, that, that's a problem. That's another conversation. But if they're they're they want to get better, they're trying to get better and you're still frustrated. I mean, help them, help them work through it. Um, Anything, but no, I mean, that's, that's that's what we say every day. You know, you have to be an active participant in your recovery. So if, you know, your loved one's trying to help you and you don't want to be an active participant, don't get pissed when they stop being an active participant as well. Well, I think that goes vice versa. If you're not trying or if the wife is trying actively to get you help and you're not trying that becomes a whole nother situation. That's what right. you said. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the other way around. Okay. No. Yeah. My bad. But yeah, I mean, it's, but, you know, a lot of people, and we also say this a lot um, on here, you know, veterans, veterans are a, a, a very, um, very wide group that believe that people owe them shit. Right. Like I'm a veteran. You owe me something. And they don't like to do um, a lot for themselves. 
And uh, I and I think this feeds into that, right? You know, um, I'm the fucking veteran, right? You you have to make me feel better, and and um, it, you gotta want to make make yourself right feel better first. Yeah, and I think that's that's the problem, and that's where it all starts. Where you know we're we're trained very highly. You know, the military spends a lot of money to train us to to feel and think a certain way about our our uh, health, our fitness, our you know our mental health and, and we're trained, you know, from basic training on, you know, it's kill, kill, kill. And, uh, you're not, you're not trained to deal with your, your ailments and to identify your ailments, to recognize your ailments and, and, and to say, you know, they're even present. So, um, in order to get help, self-help, you have to first recognize that you have a problem. Um, so uh, we thank you for listening, um, and uh, we'll see you next time. We encourage your feedback and want to hear your stories. Hit us up, whiskeywillswounds.com. You'll find links to our social media and email. Remember, everyone deployed around the world, those still missing in action and prisoners of war the homeless veterans in this country, and those veterans lost to suicide each year. Find a reason, not an excuse. Thank you for listening. See you next time.